And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, <laughs> when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, you know, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl, my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Raymond Burr stars as Lee Quince, captain of the cavalry at Fort Laramie from 1956. But first, it's TV Jeopardy. Lisa Wolf Trebek will play audio clips from popular TV shows. I'll try to name the show while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. We're going to have a little bit of fun here because we're going to be talking about the most recognizable TV theme songs of all time. All time. And uh, not coincidentally, these all come from the 60s, 70s, and 80s because Mm -hmm. that's when we had great theme songs. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's a few today, but these are the ones that tend to come to mind. Sure. So I think you'll do really well. I think you'll uh, bring back some memories of our youth. Here's the first song. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know this one. And I never watched this show. I didn't, I didn't really... I don't really like this show. I don't think you watched it much either. I watched the show religiously. I you watched loved My this show. Three Sons? I love this show. Really? And I even liked the song and I liked the way the foot was tapping at the beginning. I liked everything Ooh, wow, about that's it. Wow. <laughs> Man, that don't blew my eardrums out. I love this show. Really? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Okay, Actually, My Three Sons. I, I watched all of these shows except for one, and you'll know which one it is. Okay. All right, you tell me which is the one I didn't watch. All right. All right, here's the one next for one. one. Boy, the way Glenn Miller Well, I mean, come on. I know. It's not meant to trick Songs you. It's meant to revisit your youth. Right. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. Yeah. You know, Those were the days. So you can watch this still on Antenna TV. Yes. And I mean, it is so ahead of its time. I agree. Right? Very controversial for it. It is time. controversial, but that's what makes it so great. It's so edgy and, and hilarious. This is obviously. <laughs> I'm going to make you say it. Those were the days. And the name of the All show in is. The okay. <laughs> Just making sure you, your brain is uh, still Yo, with us. Right. Loud. 71 to 79 mm-hmm. on CBS. And, yeah. I mean, produced by Norman Lear and. Yeah. All the good ones. Sure. Okay. Carol O'Connor. Right. And, you know, when you say that controversial, and that's why we kind of like it, because it was really on the edge, I say the same thing every time I watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Because it's very it's a lot controversial. Like all in the family. And um, really? you know, it's not politically correct. And they no. say and do things that are 
you know, can listen, be listen, offensive to some. Too much political correctness is ruining this world. I mean, you know, there's you need a little bit. But, I mean, come on. Lighten up a little. Chill lighten out up, a little. Francis. Lighten up a little bit with, with, the, with the political correctness. I, okay? I, I actually agree with you on that one. All right. Okay, so, so we're good. Here's the next one. Oh, yeah. Never miss this show. I bet. <laughs> Never miss Why this show. Why am I not surprised? I would, like, if there was a baseball game or whatever there was, I'd be like, okay, listen. I whatever go night watch. it was on, Tuesday night or Friday night or whatever it was, I was, like, in front of the TV watching Charlie's Angels. Did you have the poster on your wall? I had Farrah Fawcett's poster. My brother had that. Yeah, I had it on my wall. Sure. Yep. <laughs> we were the generation from 76 I'd be like, get away from my poster. Don't <laughs> go near my poster. <laughs> Don't, Don't go touch near my poster. I'm busy my touching my poster. Yeah. <laughs> my if it could only come to life, I would dream. Right. Please come to life. Did you go to bed what, looking at your stare, poster at night? I would stare at it and be like, come to life, Farah. As long as you just stare at it, we're okay. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, next show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Six to seventy-one. We both love this show. Uh, I'm having trouble. You know it, though. Um, we've talked about this show from many points of view, actually. I mean, I absolutely should know this. But right. I'm drawing a blank. Just give it a guess. Sometimes when um, you just guess it, it's right. Uh, the blah, blah. Sixty-six to seventy-one. Um, That's a great clue. Uh, I CBS. Don't, just just can't. make it up. It's not, I don't know. Say something. Something. No, just say any show. That All right, any could, show. Oh, you're not a game player. You're not a game player. <laughs> family Affair. Oh, that's Family right? Affair? Right? I mean, we've had Kathy Garver on the show many times. I should have known that. Right, right, Come on. Right. Family I know. Affair. What's wrong Sebastian with me? Cabot. Right, exactly. Gosh, terrible. What a show. Yeah, Brian I love Keith. that show. I know. It's so great. Like, And where uh, he raised his brother's orphan children in yeah, New York City. Talk so about ahead great. of his time. And Mr. Uh, French. Mr. French. Mr. French. I still love that show. And then he got ill or something, and there was another butler mm-hmm. for a while. There was. I didn't like him as much. I know, because you know? he wasn't I like real Mr. Mr. French. French. Yeah. Of course. I missed one. You did. But that's okay. This is all in store. Are there any more? Oh, yes. Okay. Here we go. Just sit right back there. Well, that's easy. I know. Another fateful trip that started from this tropic boy aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailing man. And sure, that sailed that day on a three-hour tour. A a three-hour tour. It was great. It was great. The ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless true, the minnow would be lost. How we know all the words. The minnow would be lost. From 6064. Wow. And the best part. I think there were some color episodes too, yes, right? There I think were. it started as a black and That's white exactly show. That's exactly right. A lot of shows that happened to you that know they was, started. We got into the seventies. Yeah, it started as a black and white. Yep. I dream a genie was another one. Remember, yes. it started as black and white. Oh, I do remember. All right, so that's Gilligan's yep. Isle. And here's and the last one. Wow. Mm, that's a western for sure. Um. Wow. It. It's either, I, I 
kind of think it might be McCloud. Is it McCloud or Bonanza? Neither, right? <laughs> neither I, or neither, neither. whichever um, you prefer. Was that, uh, I don't know. I'm well, sure. you're going to kick yourself because it takes place in and around Dodge City, Kansas. That was Oh, that was the theme for Gunsmoke, it huh? It sure wow, is. Wow, so that's weird because, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, It obviously. wasn't the same theme from no, radio. No, it was not. Totally different theme. No, this theme. was the television. So I didn't get that one. Yeah, I missed two? That's okay. Oh, man. It's all right. We had our little... Uh... I need to take my Provagen. All right. You do that because we right. have plenty more in store. When we come back, we have a Western, Fort Laramie, starring go. Raymond Burr. So stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. There were a lot of Westerns during the golden age of Radio Lisa, and most of the earlier Westerns, like from the late 30s and 40s, were aimed at kids. You know, the Lone Ranger, Red Rider, um, you know, the Cisco Kid even. But by the 19, late 40s, early 50s, you had adult westerns like Gunsmoke, Have Gun Will Travel, Frontier Gentlemen, and this one, Fort Laramie, was an awesome show. Problem is, it was only on one season because it came so late, 1956. I mean, people were not tuning in to radio as a, a dramatic entertainment anymore. They were watching television. But this was an outstanding program. Raymond Burr starred as Lee Quince, captain of the U.S. Cavalry. It was produced by the best in the business, Gunsmoke's Norman MacDonald, and it depicted the life at Fort Laramie in the mid-1800s. It had uh, great supporting characters. Um, Vic Perrin, Harry Bartell, Howard McNear, Sam Edwards, John Daner, And as I said, only lasted one season. But we have them all. We have them in great quality. Right off the Masters from CBS. This broadcast is called Boatwright's Story, January 29th, 1956. Raymond Burr starring. Here's part one of Fort Laramie. At the gallop! Oh, 
Jeremy. Fort Laramie, starring Raymond Burr as Captain Lee Quince. Specially transcribed tales of the dark and tragic ground of the wild frontier. The saga of fighting men who rode the rim of empire. And the dramatic story of Lee Quince, Captain of Cavalry. Dismount and unsaddle, pin grazing water. Dismount and unsaddle, pin grazing water. You there, Boatwright, you unbit that mount for you graze him this time. Sure, Sergeant. I just going to. We'll do it then. Mm-hmm. Dismount and unsaddle, pin grazing water. We could make camp here, Boatwright. There's water. Yeah, we could go hunting and fishing too, Vickers. Maybe bake some bread. If you don't like the army, why didn't you stay in Louisville? Uh, I was starving there, too. But at least in Louisville, I didn't have no Indians after my scalp. You afraid of Indians, boat right? Afraid? Come here. I'm going to tell you something. What? I'm going to get me an Indian. What you talking about, boat right? I'm going to get me an Indian, I said. I got to get me one. Why? Then I won't be scared no more. All right, you go get the Indian. I, me, I'd rather stay scared. Hey, give me a chaw of your tobacco. Here. But bite easy on it. It's all there is to payday. Ah. <laughs> payday. Army's got two-thirds of my pay for the next three years. Well, at 50 cents a day, that don't amount to such a whole lot boat, right? <laughs> You sure think funny, Vickers. At least you ain't in the stockade. You ought to be grateful for that. I should, huh? The reason I ain't in the stockade is because Captain Quince needs me out here. B Company's supposed to have 83 privates, full strength. I swear we're down to 60. We are. That's what I'm saying. So Captain Quince needs me worse than I need him. Where'd he go, anyway? Oh, you make a fine scout. You don't even see where your own company commander rode off to. It ain't none of my business where he goes. You know what you are? You're a dumb trooper. Somebody says, sit down. You sit down. Somebody says, stand up. You stand up. Somebody says, here's your home. You start taking off your shoes. You're getting riled again, boat right? <laughs> Captain Quince rode up to that knoll over there looking for Lieutenant Sybert's patrol. No, I don't see him. He come back five minutes ago. He's walking down the line behind you right now. Oh. <laughs> Looks tired, don't he? Commanding a company that's got stockade soldiers like you'd make anybody tired, boat right? Now you watch your mouth. Oh, can't you take a ribbon? Hello, Captain. How do you like the open air, boat right? Fine, Captain. I need a good ride. No complaints then? No, no. No, sir. None at all. I like it fine out here. You better like it. Yes, sir. Sure beats sitting around the stockade. When you're in the stockade, you just sit around, boat ride? No, sir. But at least I didn't ride no horse out after wild Indians with a understrength troop. You don't fool me, boat ride. 
You'll never make a garrison soldier. That's why I'm proud to be with you, Captain. When we return to Fort Laramie, you go back into the stockade. You know that. I always said I liked the Army, Captain. Lieutenant Seibert's reporting, sir. What'd you find, Mr. Seibert? Well, sir, we rode over there where the smoke was. And? It was a homestead, Captain. Fired by the Sioux. Did they leave anybody there, Mr. Seibert's? Man's still alive, sir. Corporal Mercer's with him. But the woman and the little girl, they're dead. I see. What does the man say? Nothing, sir. He's got no tongue. Take charge of the troop, Mr. Seibert. Sergeant Gorse and I'll ride over there. Yes, sir. And, Captain, take a look at this. That's a Henry rifle, Mr. Seibert's latest model. If the Indians had gotten their hands on guns like that, why, we're in bad trouble. How is he, Corporal? Bad, sir. They burned him some, too, but he's still conscious. Sure a slow way to die. It's a hundred miles to Fort Laramie, Captain. You never lived that long, Sergeant. Give me your revolver. You and Corporal Mercer start back. I'll catch up with you. Yes, sir. Well, move out, Mercer. Think we'll go after them Sioux, Gorse? I'm a first sergeant, not a captain. Well, I know, but you and Quince run this company. He's Captain Quince to you, Mercer. Oh, sure. And he runs this company. Well, sure. Everything all right, Captain? Everything's all right, Sergeant. Hey, what was that? You shut up and keep riding, Corporal. You don't have to get so hard-nosed. Shut up, I said. Sure. Sergeant. Yes, sir. When we get back, fall in a burial party. Yes, sir. And see that those graves are canned. Yes, sir. And one other thing, Sergeant. Don't forget to pick up your revolver. That homesteader doesn't need it anymore. Quinn's reporting, Major. Sit down, Captain. I know you're mad because I ordered you back from chasing those Sioux last week, Lee, but... You didn't see what they did to that homestead family. I've seen their work before. There'll be more of it if we don't stop them. Ten miles from this post, there's a reservation of 4,000 Sioux. An uprising there would be far more serious than your little band that's marauding under Yellowknife. You have enough troops to patrol the reservation and still secure Fort Laramie here. Give me just half of B Company and I'll run down Yellowknife and his renegades. My orders are to keep a constant watch in the reservation to secure Fort Laramie with all remaining troops. Yellowknife is being supplied with rifles, Henry 44. I know that. Those are repeating rifles, Major. I've reported that to Washington, Captain. Whoever's smuggling those rifles has got to be stopped or every brave in the reservation will join Yellowknife in spite of your patrols. I've received no change of orders, Captain. We can't afford to wait, sir. 
Give me Sergeant Gorse and three men, and I'll find that gunrunner. We'll leave tonight, Major. You'll not leave. That a direct order? It is. Then, with the Major's permission... Mr. Seibertz. Yes, Captain? I'm leaving the post at 6 o'clock this evening. I'm taking Sergeant Gorse with me. Until I return, you'll act in command of B Company. Any questions? None that would be proper, sir. You're learning, Mr. Seibertz. I'll tell you where I'm going. There's a chief out in the reservation, an old friend of mine, Wild Dog. He's about 80, and he's pretty smart. You're going to have a talk with him. That's right. If you'll excuse me, sir, well, isn't it pretty dangerous walking right in among all those Sioux? We'll try to reach Wild Dog before anything happens. But, Captain... That's all, Mr. Seibertz. Yes, sir. That's right. It's so nice to have the master recordings of so many of these radio shows Fort Laramie. I remember when I uh, first got into the hobby, and I would collect any way I could. You know, I remember hearing Fort Laramie. Well, I'm Raymond Burr. Fort Laramie. Like little pops and yeah. fizzles. And now it's like you know, it sounded like it sounds like it was recorded yesterday. You can hear their breath. You know, when they're talking, it's so great. Um, very lucky. We um, we get this uh, in our license agreement with CBS. This is a CBS uh, program. Suspense is another one that we get from CBS. We get the master recordings, and that's what we air for you on Hollywood 360. It's very important to us to make sure that we're providing you, the listeners, with the best sound quality. Um, Very, very important. And that's what we put in the Classic Radio Club as well at ClassicRadioClub.com. When we come back, we will have more of Fort Laramie. And uh, Raymond Burr and gang, stick around. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. This is the best in classic radio. We're on um, hundreds of radio stations coast to coast. Thank you to all of our program directors and uh, general managers and station owners for carrying our show. It's a big honor to be on so many radio stations. We're also on American Forces Radio in 168 countries, broadcasting uh, all of these terrific classic radio shows. I got... 
hooked on these shows at age 12. 12. You were 11, Lisa. I didn't know you. You were 11. I was 12. And uh, see, what were you doing at 11? Were you playing with Barbies? What were you doing? At 11? Yeah. I think I was past that. Were you past Barbies at 11? Yeah, I was in junior high school by then. What were you doing at 11? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) How was your uh, acne? Did you have acne back then? No. Really? Gosh, I did. No. Not at 12, but about 13, 14. No. It was like a pizza face. No, I didn't have acne. I, like I mean, it. I'm sure I had other awkward issues, but yeah. acne wasn't one of them. You were shy, right? I was shy. Yeah. Mike? I was a skinny little shy thing. How was your acne when you were a teenager? Good? Bad? I guess it was okay. Not bad? It wasn't too, too crazy. Yeah. my I had like a giant afro. I should show you some pictures of oh, me. Oh, I've seen I was the so afro. messed. I, I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> I had giant afro ha- hair. I had uh, kind of bad skin. Mm. It was not a pretty picture. No, it doesn't sound, sound great. And maybe that's why I got into these classic radio shows. It gave me a chance to, like, go into my basement, you know, and cl- I had little card files. I had, like, a little index Did you cards. share this passion with any yeah, of your friends? Yeah, I had index cards, and I would, okay, suspense, and I'd write did it out. Did you have friends over it to yeah. listen, listen to them to the with shows. you? Did they appreciate yeah. them like you did? Some did. Yeah. My mom and my dad. Sure. Listen, my dad, not so much. He was like, eh, yeah, you know, you're kind of weird Yeah, kid. Well, that might be. But my be. mom would listen once in a while, you know, yeah. through the radio show. She was probably like, I got a weird kid over here. Right. Um, But, uh, yeah, I collected <laughs> these shows, and I had posters up in my basement of, Maltese Falcon and, you know, yeah, it's you know, at least you were young and you had a passion and something to work toward. And look, you're still working toward it. I mean, you're never done licensing shows. Someday when I grow up. Right. You know? Right. Um, But yeah, yeah, I loved these radio shows as a, as a little preteen, you know, collected these shows on, there were, there were some companies that put them out on eight track tape and LP records I had. Wow, I probably had a hundred LP records, and I would listen to the same show over, over and over. And over you know, sure. I would be like, "Oh, let me listen to this episode of uh, The Great Gildersleeve." Well, I think it's a good thing we didn't know each other at that age because yeah. we probably wouldn't be working together today <laughs> yeah. if we knew each other at age twelve. Probably not. Probably not. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but I I remember writing out index cards yes. for every episode and putting them in little files. And, yeah, I don't know what happened to any of that stuff. You know, right? I had reel-to-reel yeah. tape recorded. What, I, would, what would you write down? I would write down the, like the, the title, the title of the show, the stuff. date, right. and if they had the cast at the end. I, I couldn't recognize radio uh, actors at that time. I wasn't familiar, you know, enough. But then I got more serious into it and then started licensing the shows in my college years. So I was like licensing radio programs trying to think what the first one i ever licensed was i can't remember now but um then you know now i have over a hundred thousand radio shows under license from the owners and estates and of course that is something i'm not as good as carl shadow at recognizing who the stars are he's the best no, in the biz. you're pretty darn good. But I can hear a show and know, okay, that's uh, so-and-so. We do that all the time when we're sitting yeah, like, listening. Hey, that's Alan Reed, or yeah. hey, that's Mel Blanc. Um, yeah, but like some of the... Lesser known. Uh, yeah, lesser known. I'm not yeah. so good. But yeah, I remember those early days in my basement. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, uh, I digress. It's time for the conclusion now <laughs> to Fort Laramie. Fort Laramie. 
Drop your gun belt across your saddle, Sergeant. You mean that, Captain? A revolver wouldn't do you much good if these Sioux decide they want us. We're, we're safer unarmed. All right, sir. All right, let's move out. Sure wish I had me at least a bowie knife, Captain. I don't trust any of these devils. It's late. Most of them are asleep. There's 4,000 Sioux in this camp. They ain't all asleep. Oh, we're being watched, all right. Mm. Some young buck could get his first coup feather by spearing us. You wouldn't want to stand in the way of a man becoming a brave, would you, Sergeant? Captain, we're being stopped. I see him. Keep walking. There's only one brave. We can handle him. Leave him to me, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Let's move, Sergeant. But keep an eye on him. He's still standing there, sir. I told him I'm a friend of wild dogs. Luckily, he's from the same clan, White Fox. There it is. See that medicine pool over there? With a white skin on it? That's Wild Dog's Lodge. Wait out here, Sergeant. Oh, oh, oh. Laiazia. Laizlizo. Come in, my son. Sit down. It's been a long time since we talked, Wild Dog. A long time. And now you come because of Yellowknife. Yellowknife is leading your young men into war with my people. There are many clans among the Sioux. I am chief only of White Fox. What clan is Yellowknife? Yellowknife is of Two Moon clan. But there are White Fox braves with him. Yes, I cannot stop them. I remember what it was like when I was young. It was different when you were young, Wild Dog. You had a chance then. But now, they have no chance. They have many rifles. They have a few, Wild Dog. But the white man, the cavalry, has thousands of rifles. In the end, the Sioux cannot win. You are a wise man. You know this is true. Yes, you are right. Yellowknife and his braves will be caught and punished. Some of them will die. But if I don't stop his supply of rifles, many more of your people will die. You want to know where rifles come from? Tell me where Yellowknife meets the white man who's supplying them. I'll do the rest. You'll be saving lives, wild dog. Sue lives. For the sake of my people, I tell you. A place north of here. A place you call Bright Canyon. Bright Canyon. Well, when it's over, I'll I'll come back and we'll smoke the pipe. Yes, if you come back. If I come back.
Captain Quint's reporting, sir. I hear you left the post last night, Captain. Yes, sir. Well, you never were much of a garrison soldier, were you? No, sir. You saw your friend Wild Dog, I suppose? Yes, sir. Well, Lee, I have new orders from Washington this morning. Yes? My orders to patrol the reservation and to secure Fort Laramie still stand. We're not to go after Yellowknife. But the importance of the Henry Rifles is recognized and we're to put a stop to it. Yes, sir. Can you do it? I can. All right. Take half of B Company only. Yes, sir. You'll pass the head of your column through the main gates of the post one half hour before Reveille tomorrow morning. Right, sir. And remember, Captain Quince, your orders are to stop that gun smuggler not to run down Yellowknife. Any questions? No, sir. Then move out. Sergeant Gorse? Yes, sir. Sergeant, ride out here with me and take a look at these tracks. One shod pony and the rest is mules, Captain. Then they're not Indians, are they? No, sir. And they're headed straight for the rim of that canyon ahead. Bright Canyon, Captain? Yeah, Wild Dog wasn't lying. Take five men right out ahead of Corporal Mercer's point. Make a reconnaissance of the north rim. If it's clear, send a runner back. Yes, sir. Tell the point to swing north and to dismount from the cover of those trees below the crest. Right, sir. Move out. Mr. Seibert! I think we've found our man, Mr. Seibertz. He'll be in that canyon up ahead. Sergeant Gorse is scouting the north rim of the canyon. If it's clear, we'll hide in those trees just below it. And then... Then we'll wait. Wait for what, sir? Why, we'll catch him in the act, Mr. Seibertz, when Yellowknife comes for his rifles. But, Captain... It's not my fault if Yellowknife gets in the way when we move in on that gun smuggler. No, sir. Mr. Seibert's passed the word to space out, stagger the odd files to the left. We're raising too much dust. Hey, boat right. What are you doing over here, Vickers? Go on back to your post. Oh... There's nothing happening down there in the valley. Huh. He's some gun smuggler. Just sits around in his cabin. What's the matter, Captain Quince, anyway? Half a troop against one man, and we hide around watching him for two days. You can't figure nothing, Vickers. We're waiting for Yellowknife. You mean we're going to fight them Indians? Soon as they show up. You scared, Bootright? All I need is to kill me an Indian, and I won't be scared no more. Yeah, me too, I think. Who's throwing that rock? It's Gorse and the captain. Well, get down there. He signaled to you. Oh, man, I'll catch it now. (laughs) 
What you doing away from your post, Vickers? I, I couldn't see nothing where I was. I was wondering if Boatwright could, Sergeant. You can be shot for leaving your post at a time like this, Vickers. Yes, sir, Captain. You're risking the life of every man in this troop. I'll get back where you belong. Yes, sir, Captain. Captain Boatwright wants us. All right, come on. The end of the canyon, sir. Look, there they come. Yellow knife. How many braves you figure he's got with him, Gorse? Hard to say yet, sir. Maybe 30. They got a bunch of horses, too. Yeah, that's to pay for the rifles. Captain, I can see more than 30 Sioux down there. Must be nigh on to 40. Yeah. There's that dirty gun running now, out talking with Yellowknife. I wish we had Hula B Company here. Sergeant? Yes, sir. Take boat right and move out about 300 yards west of here. When you're ready, I want you to ride straight down into the canyon. What? Shut up, Boatwright. Your orders are to find out if they're really trading for guns down there. But, Captain... If you run into any trouble, I'll have to help you out of it, that's all. I understand, sir. Come on, Boatwright, let's move. Well, of all the Shut trees... up, I... And tell Mr. Seibert's there I want to see him. Right, sir. Mr. Sabers, I think those Sioux down there are trading for Henry rifles. Sergeant Gorse and Boatrider are going to ride down and find out. You mean they're going alone, sir? They are. It'd sure be a fight if we appeared in force. Might even look like I was trying to run Yellowknife down. But they'll be killed, sir. Well, I can't let that happen. If they're attacked, we'll just have to ride in. It'll be a rescue mission, Mr. Seibert's. I understand, Captain. All right, now get back to the troop, pass the word to saddle and mount. Space out the 60 paces between mounts. It'll make us look full strength. Right, sir. And Mr. Seibertz, I'll shoot the first man who crosses the ridge before I give the signal. Pass the order and then come back here. Any questions? No, sir. Move out. Troops ready, Captain. Just in time. There go Gorse and Boatwright. They'll be seen any minute, sir. Yeah. Let's get back. Get mounted, Mr. Savitz. Yes, sir. When we reach the cabin, you lead the troops. I'll stop for the gun runner. Skirmishers, pull! Sergeant Gorse! Yes, sir! 
Where'd the white man go? He isn't with him up there. I never seen him, Captain. Well, he must be in the cabin here. I'm going in after him. I'll go in with you, sir. No, no, you stay with the troop. They've chased him far enough. And get those stolen horses rounded up. Right, sir. You're all through, mister. Come out of there. Oh, you ain't going to hang me. Come out with your hands up. You'll get a trial. Hanging's bad. I ain't going to hang. It's your choice, mister. Come out or I'll kill you right there. I'll take my chances. Suits me. running, Captain. But we killed some of them. What about Yellowknife? He's dead, sir. Right over there. Private Boatwright killed him. That boat rat lying over there too, Mr. Savage? Afraid so, sir. He took a bullet after he got Yellowknife. Sergeant Gorse has some men rounding up the horses, Mr. Savage. Reform the rest of the troop. Take care of the wounded. Detail six men for a burial party. Yes, sir. Mercer! Sir? What can I do for you? Nothing, Captain. I'm all shut up. There's nothing anyone can do. That... That was Yellowknife you killed, Boatrack. I, I always wanted to get me in Indian, Captain. I sh- sure never figured it'd be Yellowknife. You did fine, Boatrack. But, but here, here's something I, I took off Yellowknife. You keep it for me. You know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I sure do. I, f- I feel all wet inside, Captain. I'm. I'm sorry, Boatrack. It's all right. I ain't scared. Of course not. Tell them goodbye for me, Captain. All of them. Captain Quince reporting, sir. I've just finished going over your report, Captain. Yes, sir. I'm not sure on reading it whether you deliberately disobeyed orders or not. Would you care to clarify that point? Major Daggett, did you ever see one of these? That's a scalp. Private Boatwright took it off a yellow knife, Major. It's a woman's scalp. Young woman. Get rid of it. Yes, sir. Captain Quince, I'm reporting to Washington that the gun smuggler's been destroyed, but that you were attacked by Yellowknife during the operation and were forced to defend yourself. Thank you, Major. That's all, Captain. Oh, Captain. 
Yes, sir. Just one more thing. In regard to your recommendation for a posthumous medal for private boat ride... Yes, sir. Washington might question a report that recommended an honor for one of the soldiers who actually brought on Yellowknife's attack. So, uh, for the good of the company, I'd suggest... That's all right, Major. Boat ride... Boat ride would understand. He was a real soldier. A line soldier. Fort Laramie is produced and directed by Norman MacDonald and stars Raymond Burr as Lee Quince, Captain of Cavalry, with Vic Perrin as Sergeant Gorse. The script was specially written for Fort Laramie by John Meston, with sound patterns by Bill James and Ray Kemper, musical supervision by Amerigo Marino. Featured in the cast were Harry Bartell, Bob Sweeney, Sam Edwards, Jack Moyles, Jan Arvin, Joe Cranston, and Lou Krugman. Company tension. Dismiss. Next week, another transcribed story of the Northwest Frontier and the troopers who fought under Lee Quince, Captain of Cavalry. Makes me want to dance, you know that music, you know. Okay, anyway, March, yeah, maybe. Fort Laramie, January 29th, nineteen fifty-six. Boat rights story starring Raymond Burr, served on CBS. Let's take a quick break. Then it's more of Hollywood three hundred and sixty. More Hollywood three hundred and sixty after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, Eve Arden stars as ninth grade English teacher Connie Brooks on Our Miss Brooks from 1955. But first, we're going to need a caller to play Beat the Hose. That's right. It's all about Beyonce. She's turning Beyonce. 42. Oh, she's young. She is young. 42, 42 years young yeah. on September 4th. I'll she was trade, born in 1981. I'll trade, uh, Ages for with 60. Her. Yeah. So uh, if you know anything about Beyonce, even if you don't, I know it's all nothing. true or false. I know none of her there songs. There you go. So we Zero. need you. 312-642-5600. Caller number 11. Yeah, you're going to win some fun CDs. We, uh, I always send like different CDs out to people. More so. importantly, get to be on the air and play the game and have some fun. Yeah. See you soon. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. 
To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.